Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another Bad Batch Season 2 review. We're talking about Episode 10, Retrieval. We will be diving in full spoilers to the latest and greatest, I guess you could say, of the Bad Batch Season 2. But before we do so, please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. We're trying to hit 1,500 subs, so if you are watching this and you haven't subscribed, please do so. It really help us out. Help us get this video to around 30 likes. That'll really help us out with the algorithm as well. And then comment below. Let us know what you thought of Episode 10. So let's get into it. Uh, if you saw my reaction post-episode, you know that this one didn't really do it for me. I'm, I'm somebody who's very... I'm kind of pessimistic in real life. But like, I'm optimistic with Star Wars. I'm very optimistic with Star Wars. And it's just, I'm, I'm starting to, I don't want to do it, but I'm starting to fall into the, the spiral that a lot of people have been on since like episode four or five with Faster and then, and then uh, the Mac episode. Like, I'm, where are we going? We'll talk about that. But Cynic, what were your overall thoughts on episode 10? Yeah, I think for me, I actually enjoyed this but not necessarily for what was on the screen um more the presentation of a lot of things that yes we have seen quite often in both canon and both books and animation even in some live action right but i think what really worked for me is that this felt like a strong build off of those initial questions raised about those dynamics what the bad batch means to other groups in the galaxy that they interact with and in some ways, if they've been limiting themselves with Sid and what is this like internal reorganization once more, what does that actually mean for their dynamic, for their, just their actions that they take. And this felt like a lot of payoff there. We do end with like a classic Omega line of like, yeah, there's, there's bad guys everywhere. And it's like, yes, yes, Omega. We know. <laughs> we, we, we truly do know that. And it felt very EU for me because there was... A lot of like just the visual design and the kids, there are a lot of teenage kids here. And we haven't really seen a lot of teenagers in Star Wars. We've seen younglings in the Clone Wars. We've seen some slightly young adults, like 18, 19. But this is like an age group that's always been individuals. And seeing like a group of them and under like this really strong mistreatment, even if it is a bit simplistic, felt very much like, all those gangs and crews and freedom fighters and all these different like preteen junior novel characters that we read about so often but here it was like oh this is happening and it, this one for, for me especially felt like reading jedi academy for the first time and felt like kip duran there was a scene with uh, our new like villain of the week mako and but seeing Mako like gorging on the food that he claimed, like everyone is rationing, including himself. And it was, he was like chomping on it. He was moving around. It was like, he was deranged. He was like unhinged. And I don't know, it was like a very disgusting scene. And I've never seen that really in any Star Wars animation and not in a lot of Star Wars storytelling. And that I think made the overall story told here have a little bit more of an effect on me because of that one scene. Overall, I liked it. Payoff was there, felt very EU, disgusting scene. Those are my three things I have to put there. Yeah, I I get that for sure. And I like that you bring up EU. It does this is a very George Lucas style episode. This is the what Star George Lucas has always used Star Wars to do, which is to tell very soft, simple political stories in the frame of sci-fi fantasy. And this is typical clone work. We've seen this. I think that was the thing that frustrated me the most about this episode was it's like last episode you could pass it off as 
We needed to build up tech. We needed to build up Omega and tech. Omega is our our kind of a viewer character. We all see through her eyes most of the time and we discover the galaxy through her eyes. And then this episode to not even leave the planet was a little frustrating to me. I thought we were going to like at least leave the planet, explore something new. I was interested to see how the Bad Batch find a way off planet, but all they have to do is really, they just have to fix, fix the speeder bike and then go halfway across the planet and track the golf droid. Again, this was just a story I feel like I've seen 10 times in Clone Wars and in Rebels, especially in Rebels, because it is more of the simplified like kid version of uh, everything is black and white. There are good guys, there are bad guys. Uh, people have homes and they, you know, they love their home for what it is and what they've made it. And it's not necessarily great for everyone, but, it, you know, there's a lot of simple messages here that I think are are nice and good for kids. And this is an animated show, so they do have to pander towards the younger audience, of course. And we, we get that, even though it is Clone Wars animation style, even though we've been blessed with amazing episodes of Clone Wars that are high level animation, high level Star Wars storytelling for both kids and adults. And I, to harken back to the, the Omega ending where she's like, yeah, we, we, you know, there are good guys on both sides. They, Maka was like the empire or he was taking advantage of people, but he's not the empire. Like we gotta, we gotta see, oh, there's bad guys in all different parts of the galaxy, not just the empire that we got to fight. It's like, yeah, I know, but you've already learned that lesson like five times in the show and, and a couple of times in the season. So like, that's not new. Like, you know, it's one thing to teach kids a lesson once but to do it so many times it just felt it felt a little frustrating uh but i i did like the eu point because i thought mako actually kind of looked a lot like the villains in droids his his species and i did look it up and try to figure out if it was that species has never been canonized so it, it's not the exact same but it's it's a similar variant of kind of that type of species the green skin lizard like frog like look to him a bit i can transition that i don't want to be all doom and gloom it's fine episode like if you're into the bad batch vibe if you have kids and this is what you want. Like this is entertaining Star Wars. There's nothing inherently bad about this episode. I think we're just, I'm just getting to the point where it's episode 12. We've really only had three episodes that were like extremely worthwhile plot driven episodes. The rest have all been either character driven episodes or singular adventures. And I'm ready to get back in plot driven for the last part of this video. And it's just going to be a general open question. Senek, and you can, you can answer it however you'd like, but what do we think the purpose of season two is? And we do still have five or six episodes, six episodes left in the season. So there's plenty of story left and there's plenty of things and reasons <laughs> we're going to do things here in the future. But we've had Crosshair once. We've talked, touched on the Empire really, and I think four total episodes, if you include the second episode of the premiere, episode two, episode three, and then the two-part mid-season most of this season has really been about character development, but when we get episodes like this that don't really build character, like what's right, right. what do you think is a, the point of what they're trying to tell us season two is for the Bad Batch itself? Well, I want to push back a little bit on like an episode like this doesn't build on the characters because, yeah, you're right. We don't see it literally happen, but it, it is nice to see their actions kind of convey some growth like i said omega it feels like she's a little bit more on equal standing now she's not just a little kid in the role of like a grogu or an ahsoka or someone else right but i don't want them to go back into 
this like frame of work of an episode. I want them to really say that that was the foundation. That was the turning point. That was the first real adjustment made or reconfiguration of the Bad Batch and to some degree, the structure of what the show is like towards more serious storytelling. Because as much as I don't like to say it, season one at least gave the Bad Batch reasons in plot, in their dynamics, and with connections with other clones of their evolution, of like what they are in the galaxy. What does it mean to be a clone that's on the run? But what does it mean moving forward? Yeah, it, it's a tough one. And I constantly go, like every time I watch an episode, because my TV setup over there, I turn to my wall. You can't see it up here, but it's the Bad Batch poster from Celebration. And on it, it says, the long road ahead. And that's really what the season has felt like, that this is like a lot of tiny baby steps, a lot of like, I don't know, in some ways, it feels like isolation of this group. There's so much an emphasis on their home and this is where they are, but they're so insulated too, that some of the things happening to their brothers, right, that pulled Echo out, didn't affect the rest of them. Some of the things that they want to do mission-wise, it's like you're in your ship and then you're in the cantina with SIDS. That's about it. They're never like really walking about or engaging with life in a galaxy that would maybe push them to do bigger things. I want to say the last six episodes still do better service to the Bad Batch themselves as a crew. I'm thinking it'll become more of like a Clone Wars-esque show where all these arcs are very anthology-focused. I'm hoping that if we were going to do that, at least give the Bad Batch crew something juicier to feast on like they were in Season 1. We're dealing with so many things and we're not really doing anything enough to really go with that change yeah then it really truly feels like the long road ahead and i i think what i mean by like this episode not really feeling like it progresses things is just this show i feel like since the first episode there's been a a significant emphasis not just on like tech and echo as characters who didn't get service last season but like there's an emphasis on what does it mean to be a clone what do the bad batch do to relate to being clones was Echo really their only connection to Regs and do they f- split off? And we, I guess, in, in last episode, not just the tech development last episode, but I felt like one of the big things that felt like was building in last episode was the absence of both Crosshair and Echo and the fact that the Bad Batch have always been a team of four. And you, you could say they're a team of four now with Omega, but Omega is still a kid. They've been a team of four adult clones they're a team of three now and you felt the holes of echo being gone last episode so i thought okay one of the big things in this episode even if we don't go empire even if we don't go anything else maybe this episode will kind of start to patch that up right like how do the bad batch start to fill those holes or do they feel that that hole is just too big to ignore do they have to go back to echo do they have to go back to rex do they have to find crosshair do they have to feel like they need to unite their family once again and I felt like I got nothing out of that in this episode. I didn't feel like I really got anything out of, of Tech, who seemed to be the central character of last episode. And Tech, he was sidelined again for mostly Omega and then some new characters we meet. And I think the focus on new characters was also kind of like, why are we touching on random people in the galaxy right now? So I always try to not really make myself have expectations, just have an expectation of quality, not really of content. But 
I saw personally in my head like 20 different ways you could have gone in this episode that all connected back to some of the threads we've touched on throughout the season. And I felt like this episode didn't touch on any of them. <laughs> it just was like another little, little life lesson for the group in Omega. And I do like that Omega is more independent. I do like that when uh, the kid, I think his name was Benny, he's like, she has to come with me. Last season, Hunter's like, no, absolutely not. This season, they're like, I tr- we trust you. Go on your mission. We'll be in touch. I like that, but that could have been in any episode for me personally. So anyway, I'm, I'm a little disappointed with this episode. Not going to lie. Hopefully next episode will be better, but we will be talking about that on Friday. So make sure you tune into our prediction speculation. It will be for episode 11, Metamorphosis. That is a really interesting title. We're going to talk about what we think it means, who we think will be in the episode, and what we think it will be about on Friday. So make sure you tune into predictions and speculation. If you're interested in the Star Wars Lads bracket challenges we've been doing, we posted a, a really great recap video on Monday. You're going to want to check out. We filmed it with Eric Eilerson from Utini. We talked Star Wars books, our brackets, all of your results. And we will be announcing the newest bracket here on Saturday. So make sure to check that out as well. Vote for the polls. We have an interesting bracket coming up, kind of to celebrate March Magnus. Make sure you check that out. And then we'll be continuing with Bad Batch coverage next week. But we also have The Mandalorian starting. So we will be continuing with Bad Batch and jumping into Mandalorian reviews and predictions speculation. There's so much here coming from Star Wars and Star Wars Lads. Make sure you're subscribed and you're liking this video. Comment below. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time.